0: Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says that while he believes in free speech, online discourse is quote, destabilizing our democracy. And he argued that Freedom Convoy participants and Fox News are leading culprits. Trudeau made the remarks during a closed-door interview conducted in September by the Public Order Emergency Commission that was only made available to the public just the other day.
1: Public health officials are warning about an uptick in COVID-19 cases, once again suggesting Canadians stay home during the holidays if
0: they're sick. And the national governing body of figure skating has gutted man and woman words from its official vocabulary and will instead opt for terms more in line with contemporary gender ideology. Hello, Canada. It's Thursday, December 15th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Jasmine Moulton. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. In a recently released summary of a closed-door interview between Justin Trudeau and staff members of the Public Order Emergency Commission, the entity that was investigating the invocation of the Emergencies Act, the Prime Minister said that Freedom Convoy participants and Fox News are the leading culprits in problematic online discourse that is, quote, destabilizing our democracy. Trudeau told the Commission that, quote, the government believes in free speech but with social media there is a new way to foment anger and hate that is different from anything we have seen before difficult to counter and it is destabilizing our democracy as the summary puts it he raised the examples of spoof websites that look real trudeau also told staff that the freedom convoy reflected a global rise of misinformation and insinuated that many of those who disagreed with his government's covid 19 policies while their views were built on falsehoods and wrong facts. Trudeau drew a parallel between the convoy and mass killings that were carried out by perpetrators influenced by online extremism. Trudeau specifically referenced the 2018 Toronto van attack and the 2017 Quebec City Mosque shooting. Jasmine, a lot to unpack here, but I I, I think one of the main things that strikes me about this is anytime someone says, I believe in free speech, but dot, dot, dot. Well, that latter part tells you all you need to know.
1: Definitely, Anthony. And you can't just describe things as destabilizing our democracy, as the prime minister has done, just when you simply don't like the cause that they're fighting for. Clearly, he did not like the Freedom Convoy, but I think that there would be other groups, especially if we look back to this Monday in the by-election, when there were 34 independents running from a grassroots organization called the Longest Ballot Committee, they would certainly argue that the Prime Minister hasn't been very democratic in keeping some of the promises he made about electoral reform in 2015. So it's a bit rich for our Prime Minister certainly to be throwing around allegations that certain groups that he just doesn't like are destabilizing our democracy.
0: Now, I know this was actually an interview that he conducted in September, and the summary has only come out the other day, but I do find it interesting. This is coming out now. At the same time, we have Elon Musk saying that uh, legislation the liberals are planning around speech and internet issues looks like it's muzzling Canadians. And we've got other entities like YouTube stepping forward saying, we'll look out for Bill C-11. Jasmine, I find it alarming, interesting of note, that the Liberal government really has three pieces of legislation right now when it comes to regulating the internet, regulating speech, Bill C-18. That's one of those uh, pieces of legislation that has to do with the news industry and online regulations. That actually uh, was just passed yesterday. The Liberals are really fixated on this issue. They are obsessed with regulating speech.
1: Definitely, and it should worry all Canadians that this government made such a leap comparing the freedom convoy which was a largely peaceful protest comparing that to instances of you know killing women or mosque attacks these things are not comparable those uh, statements are completely unfounded and it's really irresponsible of the government to draw such hyperbolic comparisons so i think canadians should be very concerned with a government that holds those views that they want to regulate the internet Get ready, Canada. Another wave of COVID is coming. Canada's chief public health officer, Dr. Theresa Tam, told reporters on Wednesday that while the nation has passed the peak of the last COVID wave, it's, quote, too soon to let our guard down. Tam went on to warn Canadians that an uptick in COVID-19 could occur in the new year. But Tam isn't the only public health official repeating the same COVID mantras of the past three years. In Quebec, Dr. Luc Boileau, the province's top doctor, is urging Quebecers to limit the spread of COVID, RSV, and influenza by staying home. Boileau told reporters on Wednesday, quote, if you are sick or have symptoms, then you stay home and avoid contact with others, in particular the most vulnerable. Anthony, are lockdowns and mandates making a comeback here, and is the rhetoric ramping up once more?
0: No, we're not going to see a comeback of, of any of these measures. I mean, the two main thoughts I have when I hear this is, number one, skip, hard pass. I can't believe we're talking about this. I'm embarrassed for Dr. Teresa Tam that she's up at the podium talking about this at a press conference. I know her job is to pay attention to numbers of influenza and everything behind the scenes, but it's time to go back to doing it You know, traditionally how Public Health Agency of Canada did, not as this sort of aggressive pushing public policy. Uh, on the news daily and just go back to the core functions of their job and number 2 is when are we going to see accountability for all the mistaken predictions very aggressive mistaken predictions i know for this school year beginning in the fall this past september so many people trying to push the narrative kids are going to be unsafe and the kids are going to be dropping like flies from covid and unfortunately we have seen a surge of rsv and, and other issues that children are dealing with in this flu season But those people were pushing basically to shut down the schools again preemptively this year. Meanwhile, 90% of people have chosen not to wear masks and for their kids not to wear masks. And I think there needs to be accountability for all the extreme fear mongering people who who are labeled experts, but their expertise isn't worth very much because they've just been so aggressively wrong of late.
1: So why then is the government still obsessing over COVID measures when so many Canadians seem to be putting it behind them?
0: I think it is Dr. Teresa Cham's job, like I said, to, to follow numbers of all sort of infectious diseases. It's, it's a whole government department, but I think she got too acclimatized to the idea that she should be giving these sort of daily press conferences and admonishing people about their daily lives. And of course, a lot of the media is to blame and individuals on social media for for going along with all of that. We just need to ghost away from that. The national governing body of figure skating has gutted the terms man and woman from its official vocabulary and will instead be opting for terms that are more in line with today's gender ideology. According to Skate Canada, the terms men and women were discriminatory and not in line with the association's values. Upon consultation with their equity, diversity, and accessibility operating committee, the organization will now require the definition of a team to mean consisting of two skaters. Now, prior to the language change, same-sex pairs were already allowed to competing skating competitions in Canada since 2018 under Skate Canada's inclusion policy, but that didn't stop the organization from moving forward with its new plans. Skate Canada president Karen Butcher said, quote, this change is about removing barriers to participation in skating, and we believe it will have a significant impact in ensuring all gender identities are recognized and accepted equally, and without prejudice. But a disclaimer by the organization notes that the changes only apply to domestic competitions and not those overseen by the International Skating Union, which still maintains the traditional sex-based definition. Jasmine, is this one of those much-ado-about-nothing examples where what are these barriers that they're talking about, and what is this prejudice that is going on right now? Is is Skate Canada a cesspool of discrimination towards certain pairings of, of, of skaters, or is this just them going with the latest bulk shenanigans
1: it's unclear anthony what is driving this instance you have to wonder if there was actually something that happened internally or if this is them just being woke for the sake of it but it will be really interesting to see how this plays out not only internationally as you say they won't be able to compete even though they will be allowed to compete here at home in Canada so it will be interesting to see how this plays out because according to a sports health expert from Ohio State University the average American female figure skater is a petite build of five foot three and just Weighing 108 pounds. So, when you think of certain athletes like Leah Thomas, for example, who is the first transgender person to win the NCAA swimming title, Leah Thomas was over six foot and, and quite a stout build. So, it will be really interesting to see if these figure skaters will be able to truly compete.
0: You know, it's amazing how cultural times change. When I was reading this story, I was reminded of the 2007 movie Blades of Glory, a comedy where Will Ferrell and John Hader, he played Napoleon Dynamite, team up to be the first ever men's figure skating male-male pairs team. And it's a comedy and it lampoons the very idea and it's a rather amusing movie, but apparently that topic is probably a no-go now as a subject of uh, of humor.
1: Oh, when comedy comes out to play in reality. <laughs>
0: that's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.